I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health and fitness industry to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, your host, and this is part two of my interview with Shan Nix-Jones, the owner of Chuckling Goat Farm, the creator of the Goat Milk Kefir product, the Kefir soaps and the Kefir creams that I am a huge fan of. And in part two, we talk about IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and how the Kefir can help with that. What causes that? What are the symptoms of it? We talk about depression and anxiety, in particular the hormones around that, so dopamine and serotonin and cortisol, and how you can find natural remedies, and natural healing processes for those conditions. If you haven't already listened to part one, definitely jump back and listen to that. And if you haven't listened to the original episode I recorded with Shan Nix-Jones back in November, we've linked to that in the show notes. So please listen to that first if you can, then listen to last week's part one, and then come back to this episode. And I think you're going to really enjoy the whole conversations that I've had with Shan. We do have a discount code set up if you want to try the kefir. It's BODYSHOT15. BODYSHOT with a T, 15. And that gets you 15% off the goat milk kefir, a three-week course of that. It's about worth, worth about £6, so it's definitely worth using. And I strongly urge you to jump on the website, chucklinggoat.co.uk, and check out their products. Enjoy the episode. Okay, we talked a bit about hormones earlier when we mentioned cortisol. Talk to me about tryptophan which is the precursor to serotonin and you know how that comes to what you said at the beginning about the gut brain connection. Mm-hmm. So this is a really interesting thing. You can either experience pleasure or you can be happy, but you can't be both. Hmm. Right. We yeah. don't talk about this a lot in our culture. You sort of think, Oh, it's the same thing, right? No, it's not. Biochemically, the experience of pleasure and the experience of happiness are two different things. So the experience of pleasure is something that you get from the reward circuit in your brain. And that's something you get from like alcohol, tobacco, gambling, internet, porn, anything like that will hit the dopamine circuit in your brain. You can also get dopamine from some healthier ways. You know, if you're exercising, things like that, you can get a dopamine surge there. The problem with dopamine is that it is a neurotoxic chemical, which means that it damages the receptor on the other end over time. So if one neuron will release dopamine, the dopamine receptor on the other side will pull back over time because the dopamine is actually harming it. That means you have to have more of the substance in order to get the same hit. Mm-hmm. See where I'm going here? Yep. And then you have to have more and then you have to have more. Eventually that cell, the receptor cell, will die. And at that point you have a full-blown addiction. And that's how addiction happens. And that's why addicts are not happy people. So you're blunting the dopamine receptors, basically. Yeah. Anything that where you have to do more of it to get the same hit, Mm. (laughs) that's a dopamine experience. Yeah. Now, the experience on the other side is created by something called serotonin. Serotonin creates that calm, zen-like feeling of happiness that actually is sustainable. And serotonin will not kill off the cells over time. Now you get serotonin by doing what we call the four C's. So it's contribution is one. So if you've yep. ever had that feeling of like you're helping someone, you're being involved, you get that nice rush. That's serotonin. That's not dopamine. Yeah. Cooking. If you're cooking your own food and you're eating it with other people, that's a serotonin experience. 
connection. And connection is important because it is not online connection. This is face-to-face connection. And the face-to-face aspect of it is so important. There are mirror neurons in the other person's face that are responding as you're talking to them. And that gives you the experience of empathy. And that releases serotonin in your system. So unfortunately, connecting on Facebook, and we all do a lot of it, I do myself, that's a dopamine experience. It doesn't give you the real serotonin and people can get addicted. You know, you go more and more and more and you spend more and more time on social media, but you're feeling more and more empty and more and more isolated because it's a dopamine experience. And the fourth C that helps with serotonin is coping. And when I say coping, I mean getting enough sleep, turning off the blue screens before you go to bed, not staying up late, drinking enough water, eating good foods that are healthy, you know, doing all the things that you know you need to do to keep your hormonal system in balance. So you can also reduce the amount of dopamine and increase the amount of serotonin by making good food choices. So here's the thing about those two chemicals. They're like teenagers who neither of them have their own car. They have to share a car. They share a transporter. So the ingredients to make dopamine are sugar, junk food, (laughs) all the fun things that are nice to eat. And if you consume those things, then all those things get in the dopamine car and go off to make dopamine and pour serotonin's over here with no ride. Serotonin will not get created. If your circuits are busy with dopamine, there will be no serotonin. And that, again, is why addicts are not happy people. Right. So you have to make that choice to start switching over and concentrating on serotonin activities and serotonin food. Yep. Now, the ingredient or precursor, as you mentioned, for serotonin is something called tryptophan. Tryptophan is found in protein foods. You've heard about tryptophan in Turkey mm-hmm. uh, you know, Thanksgiving. Tryptophan is eggs, meat, chicken, turkey, fish, nuts. So if you're a vegetarian, you got to work really hard to find those tryptophan foods. It's going to be more difficult. It can be done, but it's much more difficult. You got to concentrate on the nuts, the cheese, things like that. Yeah. And so the more protein foods that you can consume, I am suggesting now that people consume at least one protein food and one good fat at every meal so that you know people going, oh, I just had fruit for breakfast. Well, there's no tryptophan in that. So unless your body has tryptophan, it can't make serotonin. No serotonin means no happiness and no smooth gut function. Mm. Okay. I'm all right thinking the kefir contains tryptophan. Yes, it does. Woohoo. <laughs> so what so you drink that, you have tryptophan, it's a precursor for serotonin. So in other words, drinking something like the kefir, but containing the tryptophan can potentially make you feel better, which is half the premise of the book, you know, the main bit being IBS, is that it can help as a natural remedy for depression and anxiety. And how right. much do you have to drink, do you think, to start getting those feelings? I know that's very individualized. Yeah, these days I'm suggesting that everybody starts out slow. And slow means a tablespoon a day. You know, don't make the mistake of thinking that because this is natural, it's not strong. It is strong and it will rock your world and roll your socks up and down. And you can throw yourself into a detox, especially if you've taken a lot of antibiotics or if you're in a real serious dysbiosis and then you start chunking down the full dose, you can throw yourself into a detox that Mm. is going to not be nice. So I suggest a tablespoon a day. The idea here is really, again, back to our sort of forest natural ecosystem analogy 
imagine that you've taken a lot of medications and your system is not this happy, thriving ecosystem. It's more like a strip mined quarry. <laughs> Everything is kind of back to bare rock. You don't go planting a big oak tree in the middle. You're going to trickle in some grass. You're going to, you know, some bushes, some pioneer species, a few mm. birds slowly, slowly. So people get sort of keen bean and they like, I want the whole dose. Say, go slow, go slow. Let your system adjust over time and then you won't knock yourself off the perch. So tablespoon a day for the first week. And then if you feel good, two tablespoons a day for the second week, three tablespoons, you really take it up slowly. And I like to tell people, your hands are on the controls here. If you start feeling headaches, wind, nausea, brain fog, if you have a skin condition and it flares, those are all signs of a detox, take it back down. Mm. Turn it back down to a tablespoon a day until things calm down and then you can take it back up again. Yeah. Okay. So for anybody who is experiencing anxiety, depression, you are suggesting and I'm endorsing part of that strategy should be focus on the gut. In fact, I think the way our business is going, we're actually going to start by looking at the gut by partnering with a functional medicine practitioner who can do that gut test and deliver the results. And that's why packages also include a course of the goat milk kefir. We have people start drinking that and just getting into it. But it sounds like it's a bit of a no-brainer. If you're having anxiety symptoms, depression symptoms, part of your strategy should be start getting some good stuff into the gut. Get that serotonin produced because it's believed One of the causes of depression is a lack of serotonin. Mm -hmm. An antidepressant drug, also called an SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, strives to create more serotonin or maintain higher levels of serotonin. Now, very, very sort of patchy efficacy on antidepressants. We now kind of know that. Sometimes it's a placebo effect, although I guess if you're depressed, you perhaps don't care if it's placebo. But we're now looking, I think, for more natural ways that we can address the serotonin Mm -hmm. lack anxiety and depression. So yeah, absolutely. So the SSRI blocks your body from reabsorbing that serotonin. 30 to 50% of the people for whom this is prescribed, it doesn't work anyway. Mm. Doctors don't know which people is going to work for or not. They just sort of prescribe it willy nilly to everyone. Yeah. And here's the thing. It is an incredibly serious thing to block your body from absorbing serotonin Mm. because it is not just your brain that absorbs serotonin. It is your entire body, every single organ, your kidneys, your liver, everything in there absorbs and uses serotonin. Serotonin is the communication molecule of your body. You block that, you increase your risk of death by 33%. And the the science is out there. It is not a joke. So I would say try the natural remedies First, yeah. the benefit of this particular protocol is that all the side effects are good. Good for your skin, good for your hair, good for your mood, good for your tummy, good for all your system. The chemicals are always there if you need them, mm. but try the natural systems first. Absolutely. What, that would be my suggestion. Completely agree. For the remaining time that we've got, let's talk about IBS. How would somebody know they've got IBS? IBS is basically pain when you eat. So there is some kind of issue with your bowels and your stool. Now it can fall off on either side, diarrhea or constipation or the joy of both. Some people people have a bowl going on, but there is going to be sort of recurrent pain and discomfort. I like to talk about the entire spectrum. So bloating, gas, wind, diarrhea, constipation, some kind of change in toilet habits. But basically, if you're feeling uncomfortable, here's the good news. It should not be painful to eat, okay? When you eat and digest, there should be no pain there. If you're having an experience other than that, I would put it under the umbrella of IBS. 
Right. Okay. And how is it typically treated at the moment in a non-natural way? If you go to the doctors and you report symptoms of IBS, what are they likely to tell you? Well, they got nothing. You know, until 2010, they didn't even believe that IBS was a thing. And if you went to the doctor, they would tell you it was all in your mind and you were making it up. So not only did you have the joy of having all those symptoms, but then you were being called a liar by the doctor. Hmm. Thank goodness now at least they're accepting it, that it's an actual thing. Sometimes they give antidepressants, which is interesting. They do understand the connection of the mind and the gut. Hmm. They could give laxatives. Sometimes they give antibiotics. You might get omeprazole. The things that they throw at people from the conversations I've had with people with IBS, very few of them ever work. Hmm. which is why people end up talking to me. Let's face it. You don't go talking to an American on a goat farm to deal with your medical issues until you've been everywhere else. Potentially true. Yes. But the doctors do not have anything. It was true. It's fine. I'm okay with it. The doctors do not have a solution for this. Hmm. And the reason for that is it's about your gut bugs. You know, the science is in, they have now shown that it is a disruption in your gut bugs that actually cause IBS. They can cause IBS in animals that don't have it by putting these bugs into their gut. So the cause and effect has been nailed now. It is dysbiosis. Whether or not your doctor knows it's dysbiosis, if they don't know it, then they haven't done the reading because the science is out there. You tell them to go and catch up because the ink might still be wet, but it is out there. And so there is is an answer. There is a solution for anybody who's feeling hopeless. You don't need to feel hopeless. The science is in. Yeah. I mean, your book is full of stories of people who've had IBS often linked back to traumatic events, but irrespective, they've had IBS and they've taken the kefir for quite often, not that long a period of time, and found it's had really significant benefits. The book is chocker full of anecdotes. A friend of mine took it and she did get detox symptoms. I didn't actually when I first took it. She did. And she did say to me, should I carry on taking this? And I said, well, yes, I would encourage you to. It's not medical. I can you know, feel authorized to say that. She did. And her symptoms are much, much better. But There's two other interviews I did recently on the podcast with Dr. Christine Roche about four or five weeks ago and Dr. Tamsin Lewis, both are functional medicine practitioners, and both said, we start with the gut. We look at the gut. We'll also look at perhaps some background information. You know, where do you live? Do you have good social connections? To your point, are you happy? Do you have have traumatic events? And they'll also treat the local site. So if it's a crippling skin condition, they won't ignore that, but they'll focus on the gut first. And this is why I love the product and what you're doing, because it dovetails so neatly into that philosophy, which we share. Look at the gut first, because that is probably where everything is originating. Get that wonderful harmony of the elk and the beaver and the fish and Mm -hmm. the wolves and everything, and things will be much better. And I think looking at it in the terms of, by putting the kefir in there, I'm introducing some new bacteria and and hopefully creating this wonderful diversity of bacteria. And then the foods I put in on top of that feed them. Now I will still consume sugar. It's my only remaining vice, but I'm getting better at it. So I know I'm feeding the bad stuff. Then I eat a ton of vegetables and I know I'm feeding the good stuff. And I'm hoping there's a reasonable balance. The last stool test I had done actually was about three or four months ago. And it did show I had candida, which I was surprised at. Not hugely surprised. That's the sugar. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. So I've done a month off and I'm hoping when I retest it's gone because I did find that tough. I have still got a little bit of an attachment to sugar as a treat. I know there's work to do with the sugar, but I was hoping the vegetables and the kefir and everything would kind of compensate, but not. So anyway, we're coming to the end and I'm mindful of your time. Is there anything else that you would like to share that I haven't asked you about? 
or any other lifestyle tips that you would want to share that have worked particularly well for you or the many, many customers that you've spoken to? I would say get outside. You know, the fastest thing you can do to make yourself feel better is take a 15 minute walk outside. If you can possibly get under the trees, do that. The Japanese have a lot of wonderful science about forest bathing, the phytochemicals coming off the trees. Inhale that deep into your lungs. That will boost your immune system. Get your hands in the dirt. Yep. Grow some cherry tomatoes. If you live in the city, grow something on your windowsill so that you're actually interacting with nature. Nature has all the answers for us. And so that's where I always send people when they want to feel better. Absolutely. You know, thinking about those three things, you know, gardening, owning a dog and living in the country, being the the people with the healthiest guts met those criteria. I absolutely agree. I would add to that. Take a look at that cupboard under the sink and what products are in there. Those Mm -hmm. hideous stripping bleaches. There's a time and a place for bleach, but it's not to be sprayed, you know, and and these all these different sprays that we put on our surfaces that just aren't doing us any good at all. All those chemicals floating around in the air. Because we're quite pure, relatively speaking now, I came home about a month ago and my cleaner was spraying something into the oven and it had me wheezing and sneezing Mm -hmm. in no time at all. I mean, that's the strength of that product. I mean, I hate to Mm -hmm. think what her gut might look like. So I would really urge people as well to look at your personal care products, look -hmm. at your household cleaning products, see how you can make that more natural. Lavender Mm -hmm. oil in hot water is great to clean a floor. Yep. And baking soda and vinegar is a great cleanser as well. Right. For surfaces and so on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, look, the book is called The Kaffir Solution, Natural Healing for IBS, Depression and Anxiety. It's out now. It's a brilliant book. It's chocker full of tips. You know, even about there was something about corporate life in there as well, because, of course, that's part of your background story, isn't it? And -hmm. you've got the Kaffir Solution eating plan. So if people want the blow by blow, here's how to help repopulate your gut and increase the diversity then it's all there in the book. Your sites are Facebook, it's Chuckling Goat, uh, Mm -hmm. at Chuckling Goat on Twitter and Instagram. The website's chucklinggoat.co.uk. And you've also got a new blog site, haven't you? Shan Nix Jones. Do you want to just quickly talk about that? Yes, so that is a slightly bigger umbrella. I am talking about rewilding your gut and natural health. We're starting to talk about medical herbs, how to use teas and plants and things to sort of boost the effect of the kefir. So as I go, I'm sort of adding new things in. Every time I find something that I think would benefit my customers who are on this journey, I throw it into the basket. So Sean Nix Jones is the basket. Okay, brilliant. And can people subscribe to that? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. absolutely. Okay, We're cool. also just about to launch some YouTube videos that explain the science in the book with sort of pictures and images and cartoons and to try to make oh brilliant understand. So we're just about to launch a YouTube channel, but all that information will be on seannixjones.com as well. Okay, brilliant. And people can tour your farm, can't they? Your farm is in West Wales. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Oh, go on then. Clandestil. (laughs) Clandestil, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, not bad. Not bad. I thought I'd make a fool of myself. Very good. So you can actually come up and see. Yeah, sorry, go on. We're open to the public on Fridays from 10 to 3. And if you want to come and meet the goats, you can book a farm tour at noon. Okay, which is what I'm going to do a week on Friday. I'll pick up with you offline on that. Shan, thank you very, very much. It was a pleasure as ever. If you're interested in taking part in our 50 Foods in 7 Days Challenge, then jump onto our Facebook page, which is Body Shot Performance Limited. And you can take part in the challenge. It kicks off first thing on Monday 20th, so whenever you wake up, and it finishes last thing before bed on Sunday the 26th. So it's a full week and the challenge is simple. Try to eat 50 different foods in that seven day period. So if you're up for it, the Facebook page is Body Shot Performance Limited. And just keep an eye out on Monday 20th 
where we'll kick off the challenge with a video and you'll be able to contribute at the end of that or as you go with how many foods you've eaten that day just by putting a comment onto the post on Facebook. So we hope to see you there. All the best.